Welcome to the Scorecard. Many doubted we'd ever see it. Where we focus on Chicagoland and national golf news. But here it is. The return to glory. Can't help but think of the long one he made in San Diego to pick up his first PGA Tour win in style. Here it comes. Here it Watch out. comes. And there's no doubt about it. The bear has come out of hibernation. With your hosts, score golf expert and editor of Chicago District Golfer Magazine, Barry Cronin. Well, here it comes. Oh, my goodness. And Mike Esposito. In your life have you seen anything like that? Johnny, that's better than most. How about in? That is better than most. Better than most. Presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on 670 The Score and Odyssey Station. And good morning and welcome into the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine here on a glorious Saturday morning at the end of June. Barry Cronin, Mike Esposito here with you every Saturday from 6 to 8. Talking golf with you two hours on your Saturday morning and plenty to go over this week, including a glorious finish to the U.S. Open last weekend. Good morning, Barry. Good morning, Mike. How about you? How are you doing? Everything is good, my friend, and I uh, hope all is well with you uh, and your family as well. And uh, yeah, the uh, the Open last weekend, uh, we talked about it. I don't want to I don't want to pat you and I on the back, <laughs> but we may we may have called that one. Well, we certainly <laughs> called the fact. <laughs> First of all, it's so sad that it's raining today, but I think yes. maybe the fact that it's raining, maybe we have a couple more listeners, you know, because they're not out on the course yet. Could be. Um, uh, yeah, it was interesting, Mike. Um, we certainly uh, mentioned the fact that uh, our good buddies uh, Richard Bland and uh, Russell Henley uh-huh. would probably wake up on Sunday and say, what on earth are we doing at the top of the leaderboard here at the U.S. Open? And uh, Richard, Richard, who's a great dude, he, he was really, a, and uh, Jimmy Roberts had a really nice profile of him uh, during the telecast on Saturday. But uh, he shot, I think he shot 77 on Saturday or 70 and 78 on Sunday or something yep. like that, mid to high 70s both days. And uh, but he had a great championship. It was really a good a good showing for him. And of course, Russell Henley uh, had a pretty bad uh, final round. I think he shot like five over. So anyway, but you know what? That's not a bad thing. And Russell uh, is is up there. He's playing pretty well this week at the yeah. Travelers out in Connecticut. So that's good. Um, but then, uh, yeah, Sunday was uh, was terrific. Um, and we did sort of say, hey, don't be sleeping on old John Rahm. Uh, right. And boy, he came out of the gates. And um, we we think about the two putts that he made on 18, 17 and 18, which were just mm-hmm. awesome. I mean, really great clutch putts and um, really, I think, made this championship, uh, you know, maybe the best U.S. Open, certainly since 2008 when Tiger and uh, and um, and Rocco Mediate uh, had their uh, mono a mono a 19 hole playoff on Monday, mm-hmm. and maybe the best since uh, since 1991 with um, uh, when Payne Stewart uh, beat Phil Mickelson uh, at Pinehurst. But um, yeah, John came out of the gates. Not only did he make those two final putts, but he came out and he made two birdies right off the bat on number one and two, 
And it was kind of like, uh-oh, wow. And then on three, he made about a 20-footer for par, just to save par. And it was like, that was pretty good. He bogeyed the next hole. But he played great. And and after I think he, after he made that bogey on, uh, on number uh, four on the, in the final round, I don't think he made another bogey uh, all day. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and then he made those birdies on the... Uh, on the back nine t- to win. And that was really, those are really obviously incredibly clutch putts. I mean, when, when I'm, you know, when you're yelling and getting off the couch and you go, Oh my God, that was the best putt I've ever seen. Right. I mean, a left to right breaker, uh, of good distance. Um, that was, uh, it was pretty, pretty exciting. And he really, uh, he played. And the other thing was that tee shot off of 17, you know, you think, Oh man, you know he could, you know, this tee shot maybe go anywhere. He hit it, striped it right down the middle, and you go, "Wow, this guy's going to win this tournament." And mm-hmm. because you saw what happened in the next group, uh, good old Louis Oosthuizen, yep. Mr. Mr. Grand Slam of second place uh, at the majors. Um, I mean, left was the was the Barranca, right, in the in the in the junk in the Pacific Ocean, mm-hmm. and right was the state of California. And right. how, how do you not hit it at the state of California like everybody else in the field did? Um, well, and he hits it left. It was unbelievable. So And, and they were talking, and I, I, I couldn't help but chuckle at this because the entire time they're talking about how steady Louie was mm-hmm. uh, with his driver. And then the one hole, as you said, it's like, don't hit it left. Don't hit it left. Don't hit it left. And, of course, right, he winds up hitting it left. And, actually, uh, he could have, if he had made that putt, uh, on 17, then we're we're possibly talking about if he if he just plays out 18 as it did, then we're talking about a playoff on 18, right? So yeah, exactly. Uh, no, exactly. He had a chance, but the fact he that he hit it, he, he hit it, he hits it there, and as soon as he hit it there, you go, well, there's no way because no way he can tie, because you know he has to he hits it out of bounds. That's one. Then he has to take a drop. That's two. And now he's hitting three to the green on the par four. And um, even though it's quote unquote only 434, you know, for me and you, it's you know right. practically a par five. <laughs> um, but um, he uh, he he just he he blew it. It was it was kind of sad to see. But it's interesting, you know, you get a little bit nervous and you don't finish your backswing. You get a little bit quick, just infinitesimally quick, and the ball goes left. That's just the way it is. You got to finish your backswing and and hit it. And he just didn't do it. And uh, and Azinger said that right afterwards. He said, you know, he didn't finish his backswing, and it's right. I do it yeah. all the time. Yeah, right. <laughs> but we don't right. And it was, uh, but it was it was great theater. And uh, you know, lots of people think John Rahm is. You know the top golfer in the world right now, um, and he certainly came out and proved it uh, at the U.S. Open. Uh, Ustazen finishes second, but really a, a packed leaderboard. You had Rory up there. I thought for a second there Rory might make a run, but he yeah. struggled with his putter. And he shot 39 uh, on the back. He shot 39 yeah. on the back, and he can't make a putt. I mean, that's a guy that just is at this point. You know, he's really he's pretending not to care. He plays right. great early, you know, he plays great early, you know, for Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then all of a sudden, you can't do anything on Sunday. I mean, it's crazy. Um, but you're right, the leaderboard looked like the, uh, I thought I was looking at the uh, the FedEx Cup uh, leaderboard. You know what I mean? The, you know, you yeah. look at the, the guys, uh, or the World War Golf Ranking leaderboard. I mean, it was super impressive. Whereas you, you know, you look at, I mean, 2008, it was a Tiger versus... Rocco kind of thing, you know, and uh, 
So this was really terrific. It was it was like a NASCAR race, and and all the top drivers coming around the turn in the last uh, you know the last few laps. And uh, I mean, DeChambeau, man, he he was leading the tournament. Everybody thought he was going to win when he made the yeah. turn, and then he he crashes and burns starting at number eleven, and then uh, uh, he he uh, he made an eight. I mean, he shot forty four. I thought yeah. the coolest thing was they showed his uh, his scorecard, and. Uh, my wife cares nothing about golf. She doesn't know anything about golf and whatever. But needless to say, this is the one tournament I'm watching while she's there. Right. And and they showed his card. <laughs> they showed his card on the screen with all the with all the uh, uh, with all the uh, the squares around all these holes, you know, and mul- uh-huh. then multiple squares around. I go, that's my card. Yeah. I mean, that's right. what. That's my card. This guy's a pro at right. the U.S. Open, and uh, you know, he makes an eight. <laughs> it's like too right. much. Right. Yeah. You and I are the ones hitting balls next to 12 packs of beer, not not the pros on the tour. Right. I mean, that was uh, that was kind of funny. I mean, and he was like you. You very rarely see that type of just complete collapse out of anyone on the professional tour. Right. I mean, that is he he was I I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I could exactly as you said. I mean, I thought you thought he was going to win the tournament. And then oh, yeah. all of a sudden he's he's hitting eights he's he's hitting stuff into the fans he's hitting stuff next to you know the visual of the of the open twelve pack of beer and his ball sitting next right. to him like I'm like that's my round right exactly exactly well I mean saying. some of that some of that you understand he he is he's strategically trying to do that but that wasn't the case on the back nine he was just hitting no. it all over the place and I think worse than anything really was his post game interview. That where he was saying, yeah, you know, it, it was just golf, and I got some bad breaks. It was bad luck. It was bad luck. And he kept saying it was bad luck, and you go, dude. I mean, he's usually pretty straight up. I mean, he does yeah. talk to the media. He's pretty transparent, but and he was saying it's bad luck. And you go, no, it wasn't bad luck. You played like a dog on the back nine, really. Yeah. So, you know, I think there are implications for, um, and, you know, John Rahm's number one in the world again, which is great. He's a great champion. He showed a lot of guts, a lot of passion. And I really think this there's implications here for the U.S. Ryder Cup team, too, mm-hmm. um, because uh, those those Euros are going to come over here uh, like they did in 2012 at, the, uh, at Medina. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to gain a lot of inspiration from him. And, um, you know, in the top 12 on that leaderboard, at the end of the day, there were only six Americans. So... Um, and they, uh, you know, and there were a couple of South Africans, obviously, but yeah. there were there were a few Europeans in there. So anyway, but yeah, it was all good. It was all good. Uh, Phil did not uh, come close, but there he was uh, during the playoff, uh, uh, helping out with uh, Rom's right. wife and baby. You know, right. come, yeah. Let me carry right. your chair, Mrs. Rom. <laughs> exactly. You know, uh, two Arizona State grads, and and and, and yeah. Kelly, Kelly, uh, John's wife is. Uh, yeah, she used to throw the javelin at Arizona State. I don't know if you know that. That's, that's I did where not they know met. that. No, that's That's awesome. where they met, and uh, and uh, I think uh, from what I understand that she uh, obviously helped him uh, learn to speak his really impeccable English. He's so yeah. I'm so impressed by him. He came over here to Arizona State on a golf scholarship um, and didn't speak a word of English. Hmm. And I think uh, you know we White Sox fans know a lot of people like that. And, yeah. um, but John Rahm within a, within, you know, now, I mean, he's been here obviously, you know, four years of college, he's 26 now. 
Right. Um, and he speaks beautiful English, very he does. articulate, he and really, does. Uh, really terrific, and a, and a really a good young man. So I was rooting for him, and I think a lot of people were. He showed a lot of guts. Yeah, and and we Cubs fans, we always have Sammy Sosa, who spoke flawless English in many many interviews, and then <laughs> in front of well, Congress couldn't he speak gets, English. So yeah, well, when you get in front of all those all those uh, uh, fabulous <laughs> fal- fabulous uh, people we know as congressmen who are leading yeah. the country so well, uh, you could really you know get verklempt, you know. That's right. Uh, I I I digress on that. I was just trying to make a joke. Right. But, uh, <laughs> well, you gotta yeah. We. Uh, we had uh, we had lots going on locally too, Barry, and I know uh, you were out there at uh, at the Western Junior. Yeah, I, I ran up there uh, one day, and it was it was raining, so I got there just in time for the rain delay. It was perfect, um, <laughs> but you did get to you know it was good to, good for socialization. I ran into our friend uh, Nick Papadakis, who was on the show last week. What yeah. a great guy! Found out he's from Bettendorf, Iowa. No kidding. Uh, one of the one of the quad cities, home of the yep. John Deere Classic, right? So there you that go. was cool. Yeah, and they had a winner, 17-year-old Caleb Surratt of Matthews, North Carolina. And uh, we uh, we thought that tournament that the that the kids were going to take that tournament apart, and uh, because they only had 6,750 yards, par 70, mm-hmm. and they didn't. Uh, the the course held up real well. There was, and the beauty was there was a lot of wind. And I think uh, they're not used to some of that old Scottish. I mean, it's one of the oldest courses in Chicago. Um, yeah. That in Chicago golf. So that was cool. And his dad caddied for him. That was great. And then the, then they also had the Women's Western Junior out at Aurora Country Club. And they had a winner there from the Chicago area, uh, high school senior Mara Janis of Barrington. And uh, she's already committed to play golf uh, at Michigan. So that'll be good for her. Sure. And then we had a young man who's a senior at Louisville, uh, Nick Tenuda. He's from uh, Mount Prospect, went to Prospect High School. He won the 101st CDGA Amateur Championship at Bull Valley uh, Country Club out in Woodstock. And uh, he defeated, a, it was a match play event, and he wound up beating Brett Tom Ford. Uh, he's from Chicago, plays his golf out at Butterfield Country Club. Uh, and uh, so uh, congratulations to uh, to Nick and Mara and Caleb. Uh, great playing. And uh, it's so great to see uh, younger folks playing golf. And they play at such a high level. It's uh, it's uh, it's incredible. It's just yeah. incredible. It, it really is. And, uh, you know, the great history of those tournaments, the Western Junior and the CDGA Amateur Championship, as you said, 100 plus years on each and uh you know the the great we talked as we talked with nick uh last week about onwensia and and the history there really fascinating stuff in addition to all of the great golf being played too so awesome and uh and uh, uh we have a great show for everybody coming up today quick peek at what we have coming up next in our next segment uh we'll talk to matt wenmaker the Il- executive director of the illinois junior golf association uh matt will join us right after uh, this next break in our swing thoughts segment, we'll talk to Dave Peglo, head pro at Kishwaukee Country Club in De- in DeKalb. We'll talk uh, playing under pressure. Maybe Louis Oosthuizen will listen in and pick yeah. up some pointers there. Uh, and I joke, of course, but uh, that is what we'll talk about with Dave uh, at seven o'clock. And we're excited about this one. You got to record an interview with NBC Golf's Tommy Roy, uh, producer extraordinaire, head of golf coverage for NBC. 29 Emmy Awards, really a, a long and illustrious career uh, on the television side of the game of golf. 
Uh, so we'll, we'll talk to Tommy at 7. Uh, and then we'll also talk to Dan O'Neill from The Morning Read, uh, award-winning writer, columnist, uh, formerly of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. So we will talk to Dan at 7.40. We'll find out what's going on at the Travelers Championship uh, and lots more. Plenty to come here on the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. This segment brought to you by Illinois PGA professionals, experts in the business and game of golf. When we return, Matt Wenmaker from Illinois Junior Golf Association will join us here on The Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. And we are back on The Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. We are being soothed now by the Carpenters. Good wow. Lord, Barry. Barry. <laughs> Barry, what is going on here? We've Connecticut, got... born in <laughs> Connecticut. How about that? Born. We have our our travelers' music uh, this week, and uh, Lord knows, the Karen Carpenters. Carpenter inspiring Karen, golfers around Karen, the country right now yeah. here on the scorecard. Thank you, yes. Adam Sadzinski, well, for this. What was the guy's name? I can't remember. Was it her brother Richard? or was it her husband? I it can't was his. Bro- they were brother and sister. I, I want to say Richard. I don't know. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll anyway, find out. Doesn't matter. I'm sure we'll get a lot of text messages yes. immediately telling us who her, who her brother's, what her brother's name was. But yeah. Yes, well, we are. We we are back here on the scorecard with the Carpenters. We're enjoying <laughs> ourselves here, broadcasting live from the <laughs> Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. And it's uh, time now. To head on out to the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. He is the executive director of the Illinois Junior Golf Association. Matt Wenmaker joins us now. Matt, good morning. Hello. Matt, good morning. Hey. Oh, Guys, good morning. Oh, hey. there you are. Now. Right. You, were so in, you were so inspired by the Carpenters, Matt, that... Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so are we. Um, how's it going, Matt? Good to talk to you. Thanks so much for being on the air with us. Um, no. Uh, I, we, the Illinois Junior Golf Association staff is the, is the a group that uh, uh, conducts the, uh, and organizes the Illinois State Junior Championship, which is coming up June 29th through July 1st at McCray Memorial golf course in Barrington. It's been there for a number of years. Um, what are the ages of the kids that play, uh, Matt? Yeah, it's uh, it's for ages 12 to 18, mainly um, high school aged kids do qualify for. We do have a couple 12 to 13 year olds, but uh, 144 player field. Uh, we cut to top 50 in ties after the second round and uh, right around par usually wins. McCray Memorial, if you, if you haven't played it, it's a pretty uh, Tough course. Um, it's a tough setup for the players. It's our, it's our biggest term of the year, so we uh, do like to, you know, set it up on the hard side for the kids. So your defending champion is Ben Sluzis, right? And yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But is he is he eligible to come back, or he is he already nineteen? He he's eligible to play. He's not playing this year. I'm sure he's playing somewhere else in the United States. Um, he's a yeah, he's gonna be an incoming freshman at NIU um, this fall. He made the eagle on the last hole to win uh, last year. Um, wow. But, Exciting finish, um, to, st- to say the least. That's now cool. you mentioned you mentioned Matt uh, about McCray and about how you try to set it up uh, to be a little bit more difficult for the kids. How do the kids tend to react to that? I I know how I react when I see that. Is that uh, they take it uh, in a in a positive way as as a challenge? 
Um, most take it in a positive way. I think they realize it's, it's, it's you know the state, the state junior. It's our their biggest term of the year for them included. Um, so uh, they expect it to be on the harder side. And as long as they come in with a positive attitude, um, they, they should do just fine. And, and you've had some. Uh, uh, I don't know if you could tell the folks some of the names of the winners and. Um, what they end up doing um, after high school, because uh, it's a pretty impressive group. I think that f- folks around here, you know, in the uh, in the in the newspapers, they follow they follow or what used to be newspapers. I don't know that there are any anymore, but but they used to follow. Uh, you know, the, where do the uh, basketball players go to college, and the football players, the high school football players, where are they committing? What what's going on in golf? Where do these uh, some of these winners wind up going? Yeah, the other big name is uh, Doug Jim. He's on the PGA Tour. He won uh, the state junior back in 2011. He set the competitive course record um, 65 out there, par 71. Um, Matt McClear won um, two years ago. He won the Big Ten individual title. He's out at uh, University of Iowa. And you may be familiar with uh, Brad Merrick. He was he, um, he went to Indiana, played with Jeff Overton. He's a teaching professional out in California, but he just made the cut at the PGA Championship in May. He was one of two club professionals to make the cut. And then, um, you know, Brennan O'Reilly, he just graduated from Illinois. He's our only three-time uh, champion in the history of the, the state junior. And we are in our, we're in our 52nd year um, for the state junior. And, of course, all of our listeners uh, will remember Brad Merrick because he was actually on the show uh, after he played in the PGA. He, he was, uh, right. What a nice guy. What a really nice guy he is. So uh, it was that's very cool. Well, good. And, and – um, the, the golf course, uh, you've been there for a while, but uh, the McRae family, it's a pretty special thing when they give up the, well, you're giving up the golf course for, what, three or four days, right, Matt? And, yeah, and that's yeah. uh, that's revenue right out of their pocket, especially with now, with golf just going so crazy, especially since the pandemic. Yeah, I mean, Monday through Thursday, the golf course is shut down. Monday, the kids get to play a practice round. They do have some public play, but there's hardly anybody out there for, uh, for the kids to get around and get uh, prepped before uh, Tuesday's first round. And then, yeah, Tuesday through Thursday, just, just the junior golfers on the golf course. And, you know, it's amazing that, you know, like you said, golf is so popular right now. It's, it's hard to hard for us even to find golf courses that will host us, um, you know, moving forward. And it, that makes sense, but you know, they, they don't, he, Paul uh, McRae Jr. Doesn't hesitate. He shuts down the golf course. He's, he's out there all three days watching the event. Never, never asked for anything. And, you would never know he owns the golf course um, until we do our awards presentation and thank him for, for all, all the work he does for us. We are talking with Matt Wenmaker, the executive director of the Illinois Junior Golf Association. So the Illinois State Junior Championship is this coming week, uh, the 29th through July 1st at McRae, as we're talking about. And uh, Matt, better people through junior golf. That's the the tagline, the slogan of the IJGA, try to say that real fast, uh, <laughs> IJGA.org while I'm at it. That is the website if you want to take a look at it. So how, how I imagine the interest is probably very strong, especially, you know, Barry and I have talked about this on the professional level, but certainly amongst uh, the youth of the area here uh, for junior golf, uh, especially in the last uh, year plus with all of the uh, lockdown issues with COVID. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, we were able to run tournaments um, last year in the end of, end of June in Illinois, and the demand was high. We had wait lists, you know, left and right. We didn't have a full schedule. We, uh, you know, we were kind of cautious with COVID, so we were only doing two tournaments a day. Sometimes we run up, you know, close to four tournaments a day during the summer. Um, our schedule this year is, you know, about 115 tournaments, um, and we have, again, wait lists um, for most events, 90-player um, fields, 
uh, for our, our you know, single day events and you know, our, the state junior and a few other tournaments, we we you know made some exceptions and had bigger fields. But yeah, the demand is high. Um, golf is very popular, and it's it's obviously good for us. And hopefully next year we're we're back to a normal schedule. Yeah, it's it's incredible, um, Mike. Um, uh, what what the Illinois Junior Golf Association does, and and Matt and his uh, small staff of uh, there's a total of six people working for this, and you've. And he said 115 tournaments uh, wow. in a, in yep. in, tw- in 2019, it was 140, right? So last year you had fewer because you had the state shutdown, and this year you have uh, less than uh, fewer than 140 because of the just the difficulty I think of getting a getting the golf courses, right, Matt? I mean that's the main thing, and um, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that was that was one of the, that was one of the reasons. Yeah, we have six full time staff. Um, we also do hire 12 seasonal interns, college-age interns, um, to do do an internship to get, get it on their resume. But yeah, we have a very small staff, and for for the amount of uh, tournaments we have, it's 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 quite remarkable that we can turn around that quickly in such a small time frame, especially with you know the weather in the Midwest, as you guys have seen the last couple of days. And usually we're we're dealing with snow in the, the spring as well. Yeah, the sn- the snow is the best. You know, I just want to encourage parents if you if your children are at all interested in in maybe tournament golf and uh and everything you can get them started as early as eight eight years old and they play nine hole events um it's uh it's pretty player friendly it's not quite it's not competitive uh you know crazily competitive at that point um especially for the kids the parents might want to just sit in the parking lot in the car and just not watch because it, it, you know mike mike is a little league uh, manager uh matt and so uh okay. it's the parents uh, you know and i and i say this as a former parent oh except you're never a former parent but my kids are old now but you know people get your parents go insane about all these things and they they tend to live and die with every golf shot that their child hits so it's and the kids are almost less upset and i think sometimes i just think the parents should just drop these kids off and let them figure it out you know but that's my uh that's my imo for the day so anyway. uh, i won't i won't comment on parents no no i know you can't i put you in a bad spot there matt so uh, but uh, matt, matt's uh, um, mike's going to agree that yes a little league parents are insane so yeah no and listen we 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 have a great group on our on our team but in general and we've seen this uh through you know not, we're a nine-year-old ba- nine-year baseball right now it is uh you certainly see the parents. You hear the parents. Uh, you know, you just try. You're just out there trying to teach and trying to have fun with the kids. And I'm sure uh, on the IJGA side too, right? You're just trying to teach the kids the game and get them out there to have fun because that's how they they grow and continue on in the sport, right? Yeah, yeah. We want them to have fun, especially when they're eight to you know ten year olds. We want them to go home and want to continue to you know, have you know continue to play our events, come back year after year, and, uh, continue to grow and. You know, get better at golf, and I mean, golf is a lifelong sport, and it's just a very, very enjoyable sport um, to to a point. And and I think one thing that you do, uh, Matt, before we let you go, is you teach the, the the kids kind of the etiquette and the there's all these protocols in golf. You know, where do you stand? Um, how, in what order do you putt? All kinds of various things that I I hear, particularly I hear women later. In, uh, who who just never were, got any familiarity with golf when they were younger, um, and they feel a little bit out of place. And I'm sure there's a lot of men who never played who who have to go to these um, proams or uh, these uh, company outings that they play in, and they just feel out of sorts. 
But, you know, as a young person, if you can get into this game and just kind of learn just these basic little things about golf, um, so you don't feel like a complete goofball when you go out there when you're older you just feel a little bit more comfortable and uh i've heard people say you know uh, thank you you know they just they're just happy to take a little group lesson at some point in their life where they learn these little protocols so i think junior golf would be a great place for them and i know you have a lot of girls in the program now yeah yeah our, our girls membership has grown um about 20 percent since 2010 so and we have you know more and more girls going on to play college golf. And it's amazing how quickly, you know, we see, you know, especially if it's across the board, but beginner golfers, you know, come back two or three years later and they're, they're already shooting the seventies. So it's remarkable what these kids can do in a couple of years. Um, so it's, it's, it's great to see. And it's, it, it, we're, we're, the girls are definitely growing over the last couple of years. Well, Matt, uh, it's, it's been uh, great uh, talking with you this morning and, and learning more about the IJGA uh, if people want to uh, come on out to the uh, Illinois State Juniors, uh, how do they go about doing that? No, they just yeah, just come on out. They can they're on a, on our website. There's a, a spectator form for them to sign, um, just agreeing to our um, you know you know regulations um, and that they'll uh, behave on the golf course. And um, you know the ter- the first tee time starts at 7:30 to about nine nine o'clock, and then our afternoon wave starts at noon and runs to about two o'clock. And the, awesome. and the final the final day would be what Matt it'd be Thursday yeah it's it, it's Thursday it's top 50 and ties make the cut and you know the first tee time starts at eight o'clock and most of those kids that are going to make the cut are going to go on to play college golf it's just gonna it's gonna be we have uh, you know a, a kid that's committed to Oklahoma State a, a kid that's going to be an incoming freshman at Clemson um, so you know we have great talent um, on display um, and you know it's the future of college golf uh, with, with with most of these kids playing in the event. Sounds great, Matt, and we appreciate your time today. And uh, we'll check out if you want to check out the IJGA, IJGA.org is the website. Uh, lots of good information on there as well. Matt, we appreciate you this morning. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Thanks, Barry. Thanks, Matt. That is Matt Wenmaker, the executive director of the Illinois Junior Golf Association. And if you do want to go, as I said, IJGA.org uh, at McRae in Barrington. Uh, it starts Monday, and then, uh, as Matt just said, July 1st, Thursday. Uh, the final round there of the Illinois State Junior Championship. So some good stuff there with some uh, competitive young golfers, uh, the high school age there, uh, that you can uh, check out locally right here at McCray. Uh, before we take our break, Barry, we want to give stuff away. We love giving stuff away. Oh, we yeah, want we're you giving. to... We're very giving people, Mike. We we are givers. We are yes. givers. It's cdga.org slash contest. You could register to win the CDGA Season Starter Pack. You get... An imperial hat, a towel, a zero-friction super tube with Spectrum at balls, tees, and a universal fit glove. Everything you need to start the season, cdga.org slash contest. A nice prize pack there. Uh, check it out, and you can win. Uh, and when we come back, Barry, we, we're done with the Carpenters, and I did confirm it is Richard Carpenter. I don't know yes. why I knew that. How, but could, it, how could that have slipped my mind? <laughs> I, I mean, as as many times as I listened to that over and over again when I was 16. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. No, and and see, and see the funny <laughs> thing is, is I I was I was uh, I was not even born when they came out, no. but I, I I somehow knew that his name was Richard Carpenter, which scares me even more than well. the fact that you had forgotten it. But <laughs> we will we will do more Connecticut music. That's because the Travelers is there uh, when we do Swing Thoughts next. Dave Peglo will join us talking about. 
playing under pressure, an important thing we can all learn from. Coming up next right here on The Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. He's Barry Cronin. I'm Mike Esposito. We are here with you on 670 The Score. And we are back on the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. We could let this play out, Barry. So this is not the Carpenters. This is the Clash, and we love them. And uh, it's walk-up music, Barry, for our Swing Thoughts segment. Uh, We talked to uh, a golf pro, a head professional, uh, in this case, uh, Dave Peglo from Kishwaukee Country Club out there in DeKalb uh, about uh, tips for our listeners and... uh, Dave, uh, we join you this morning uh, on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Uh, First, excellent choice on your walk-up music, and uh, second, uh, thank you for joining us this morning. Well, thanks for having me today. Dave, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about playing under pressure, and I know you you played a lot of... uh, 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 Illinois PGA events over the years and the Illinois Open, et cetera. And uh, maybe you, do you have an experience maybe where you could tell us where you've pl- been playing under pressure and, and, and maybe how you handled it? And maybe that's a way that, uh, that our listeners who don't probably play a lot of competitive golf, you know, big tournament golf, maybe you could relate it to them. Yeah. Tournament golf is much different than playing golf at your home club. It's uh, more stressful. And things that I do is I try to uh, visualize myself back at my home club at Kishwaukee and just on the driving range hitting golf shots that I that I do. And it just brings me back to more of a comfortable, relaxed situation. And I don't think about so much of the situation in a tournament, specifically certain shots that may come up during the round that – make it a little more stress. So I try to get myself back into that comfort zone back at the club. So do you have a, a, a specific tournament or a, a specific event you can tell us about um, where maybe you had to, uh, to, to, you know, to make a really good score in order to win? Well, last year in the uh, Illinois Senior Open at Royal Fox, uh, I was tied with Mike Small, the golf coach at U- University of Illinois. And mm-hmm. 18 at Royal Fox is a par five, uh, water on the left, trees on the right, and it's an island green. And Mike hit first, and he hit it in the right tree, so I thought he was probably going to have to lay up. And this is, uh, so I was on the 18th hole, and it was a drive that I wasn't really comfortable with, so I tried to visualize myself back home, and I got up there and hit a drive right down the middle, and felt really good to come through with a clutch drive like that because now I knew I had an opportunity to maybe hit the green in two because I thought he would have to lay up. But I, again, I was just trying to get myself visualizing the shot, visualizing myself back on the driving range back home. And it really made me feel a lot more comfortable. And the next shot I ended up hitting on the green and uh, making the putt for an eagle to win by one shot. So it was yeah. a pretty exciting time last year. Dave Peglo is our guest. He's the head pro at Kishwaukee Country Club out there in DeKalb. And as he just told us, the defending champ at the Illinois Senior Open uh, coming up uh, this week at uh, Royal Fox. Uh, And we're talking playing under pressure. And I know 
So Barry tells me you have two sons who play collegiate golf. So that's it. I'm sure they're learning and they have learned uh, at a young age. How did you try to instill that in them in terms of, you know, the mental part of the game and, and being competitive uh, at, at a young age? Well, I wanted them to play in as many tournaments as they could. I, I really feel like tournament golf uh, really tests your game and it really sees where your game is. Um, so I, they played in the IJGA tournaments uh, throughout their young career and ended up uh, doing fairly well and just getting them out on the golf course and playing with their friends and playing a lot of golf, a lot of tournament golf. So they've uh, had a pretty good uh, summer so far, been playing a lot. Excuse me. And, you know, it's interesting, Dave, uh, what you you were talking about uh, being on the tee the there on the 18th hole at Royal Fox last year and then being in the fairway. Um, so what you really did when you're on the tee is that you're, you're trying to take yourself away from the pressure of the moment and imagining yourself uh, out on the driving range uh, at Kishwaukee or, or on the first tee at Kishwaukee, uh, where you're, which is, of course, where you've been the pro for many years. And in a relaxed state of mind and realizing how, how well you can hit the ball, really, uh, when you're just relaxed. Is that, isn't that, is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, exactly. Uh, just trying to get your body to free yourself up and be able to execute the shots that you've done so many times um, back home at your club. So it's just a, it's a different feeling of your body when you're in a tournament because it's a little more stressful and more consequences on each shot, but you try to get yourself in a good frame of mind and just uh, relax and hit the shots that you've hit before many a times. Right. And if you're a regular, just a regular golfer, sometimes you get tense and get upset and, um, and really feel different type of pressure, the pressure to not hit it, not shank it the second time in a row or not hit it in the water the second time. Um, right. And I mean, that can be, that can be stressful. So um, it, it's just a different type of pressure, not certainly not tournament golf, but you don't want right. to, oh my gosh, I'm going to make an eight on this hole. And maybe you're out playing in a company outing or you're playing with people you don't know that well and you don't want to embarrass yourself. That's a lot of pressure too. Oh, definitely. Uh, people put a lot, of, a lot more pressure on themselves than they need to. <clears throat> yeah, right. I, I think we all need to remind ourselves, and I try to do this too, and I am by far uh, the worst of the three of us at golf. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> I try to remind myself that we're out here to have fun, right? This is supposed to be fun. It is fun. We're out here to, to enjoy the day, play as best we can, have fun. Uh, that's kind of what I try to run through my head and I still hit horrible shots, but that's kind of how I try to do it. Well, that, that's why they have uh, the cart girls that, that deliver the, uh, <laughs> right. the beverages to you on the course. Uh, uh and as, as Ozzy says, fun is winning. Winning is fun. So the that's better you right. play, the, the more fun you're having. Um, so, uh, so what, give us a little preview of this, uh, uh, Illinois, uh, senior, uh, open, uh, uh, coming up at Royal Fox, Dave. Well, they moved the tournament up till uh, end of June here. It's always typically been in the fall, um, and we've by moving that date, I think we've got more participation, uh, which is a good thing. Um, hopefully, someday we could have a qualifier to get into the tournament. But right now, uh, you pay the entry fee and you're automatically in. Uh, so I'm looking forward to getting over to Royal Fox. I've played there many a times, and um, looking forward to the competition. And it looks like the weather. 
might cooperate Monday and Tuesday, so that'll be nice. And uh, Royal Fox is a really good conditioned course, and it's a good test of golf, so it should be a fun couple days. And and everything is uh, going well out there at Kishwaukee. Uh, I'm sure uh, with uh, with the uh, appetite for the game, uh, I would imagine things are very busy for you guys. We are. We've had a, a great spring, early summer. Uh, a lot of people have been joining the club. Uh, we've got uh, a lot of young members that have joined, which is a good thing. Keeps the club healthy. Um, our one thing that I, I noticed this spring was we got uh, a lot of thirty and under members that joined this year, and, and annual rates are about twelve hundred dollars. And I noticed a lot of them were just paying them all up front, and I really believe they got their stimulus check. Yeah. in the mail and they came right to the club and said he <laughs> turned the stimulus check right over to us and said we want to join the club and pay the fee right up front so that's that's been a good benefit to have uh, that <laughs> stimulus check come out in the spring it's that's that's really good it's uh it's exactly what uh what it was intended for and uh, uh let's hear it for the expansion of the welfare state way to go um <laughs> So it's, that's terrific. And uh, one last thing I was going to ask you, Dave, I know you've been out there many years and you've given a lot of lessons. Um, what's, the, what's the one thing that most uh, uh, golfers uh, need? What's their, what's their, what, are they, what do they need help with? Well, I think the most common mistake golfers do is they move off the ball too much. Uh, their head, head moves to the right too much and they sway their hips. Um, and it just results in a hitting behind the ball or topping the ball. And I really recommend when you make a backswing to try to just turn that right hip back and not have the head move so far to the right. Um, what happens is you end up losing your spine angle and then you end up having to kind of dive back at the ball just to get, get contact with the ball. So if you could stay centered over the ball on your backswing, just turn that right hip back instead of sliding the hip. I think that really will help someone get a, a good start to the swing and give them give themselves a good chance to make solid contact uh, I think that's a really good uh, really good uh, advice uh, I think probably for all people even as you yeah. know Dave the, the even the top pros uh, on the PGA tour uh, sometimes they get in a slump and they say and you say well well what happened what did you do he said well I just went back to my fundamentals and um, you know, it, it, it can be minuscule um, in terms of, of how much they're maybe coming off the ball, et cetera. And, and as amateurs, we do it, you know, twice as bad as they do. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Sometimes that is the case. But sometimes those small little moves or, or swing thoughts can really change, uh, change your game and, and change how good you can play. Right. Well, Dave, uh, we really appreciate your time. Uh, best of luck to you in the uh, C- Illinois Senior Open coming up this week. Uh, if you if you make a repeat performance, we, we expect uh, another guest slot with the two-time defending champion, uh, Dave Peglo. So uh, good luck with uh, with that uh, at Royal yeah, Fox this yeah. week. And, you know, in, uh, Dave, uh, Mike, Mike, uh, Mike Small is gunning for you, buddy. <laughs> I, I know. He always is. He always, he's a tough competitor. He's a good, good, great guy, and a, you're right, a tough competitor and a terrific uh, asset to the state of Illinois, for sure. Right, right. Well, Dave, well, uh, thanks. For yeah, thank me. you for joining us. Thanks for joining us this morning, and uh, best of luck in the tournament and continued success out at Kishwaukee Country Club. Thank you. Thanks, guys. All right. 
That's Dave Peglo, and he is the head pro out at Kishwaukee uh, in DeKalb, and uh, be playing in the Illinois Senior Open. He is the defending champ uh, that is scheduled for this week, starting Monday at the Royal Fox Country Club in St. Charlesbury. So some some interesting stuff there. It's uh, it's it's as you as you just said, and as Dave was uh, just uh, commenting on as well. It's often the simplest of things that. Uh, could be uh, uh, the path right back on to success. Right, you're right. and I do think um, people who, uh, even people who play the game for a long time, uh, uh, nobody wants to pay for lessons. I think that's one of the great, uh, everybody loves free golf balls. That's number one rule in golf. Yeah. <laughs> um, everybody loves free greens fees. That's rule number two. And, and the other rule number three is, People don't like to pay for lessons. That's why they buy. Uh, that's why they used to buy Golf Digest to look at the uh, the lessons inside the magazine, which of course change every every month, and it really uh-huh. gets you confused. But I think it's a good idea probably to just find a good PGA pro and um, and go out there and uh, just learn a few things. I mean, uh, they can make life so much simpler on you. Um, if you find the right one, I mean, some of them, you know, you might not uh, be be the right person, but uh, but we have people on this show every week um, who are really good at their jobs. They're teachers of the year. They're great players in and of themselves. Yep. And so, um, you know, uh, maybe drop a time and spend a spend a little dough and take a few lessons. And it's amazing how I I've got friends who are, you know, they're not working anymore or they're or they're semi-retired or whatever or they join a club. And they take lessons, and it's incredible. You can see how much better they're getting. Um, sure. Play more, take lessons, and um, you'll enjoy the game more. Sometimes it sounds too easy, Barry, but I think that is good advice. Right. Well, you know, we're here to help at all times. We Mark. we are helpers and givers, <laughs> as we discussed last segment. So we're we're doing something right here. But uh, oh, yeah. when we co- when we come back here on the scorecard, uh, you were able to sit down. It's a, a an interview that you did with. Uh, NBC golf producer Tommy Roy. Uh, you may not know his name, but you certainly know his work. He's the head of all golf coverage for NBC. Uh, 29 Emmy Awards, lots of career kudos. We'll get into those when we come back. And then later on next hour, we'll talk to golf reporter Dan O'Neill from The Morning Read. Lots coming up in hour two here on The Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score.